Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Okay, welcome back everyone to From Nothing to Profit. This is Kaya Bondurant and I'm going to be interviewing my co-host Matt Hoagland today. Hi Matt. Hello, how are you? Very good. So I, uh, we already recorded my interview and I didn't know if I would like this as much, but I think I like being the boss better. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, now I'm in charge. So I get to talk about you. That's, that's perfect. You can be in charge of whatever you want. And like, (laughs) like we talked about in your interview, I I can outsource everything to you if you'd like. (laughs) That's funny. No. So, um, Matt, you and your wife, Allison own Allison Ragsdale photography in Durango, Colorado, and that supports both of you. And Allison, uh, even though she's not on this, we'll talk about her. She's fantastic. She never wanted to do anything beti- besides be a photographer. So she started uh, out being a photographer from the very beginning. Is that right? Right. From the very beginning, she went to college and got her degree in photography. And we started the business like the week she got out of college. And so you're more like me. You actually, we both have education degrees, although yours is a uh, high school math. And you uh, managed a camera store, and now you run the marketing and the operations of your photography studio. Yeah, exactly. So Alice and I actually met at that camera store because her part-time job when she was in school was at the camera store. So we met there and started dating and then eventually moved to Durango and got married and built built a business and stuff together. But yeah, so I taught high school math for a while, which was really awesome, but I'm really kind of glad I stopped doing that at the same time. Yeah, now I just run, like like you said, operations Um, and marketing for our business. So make sure that the phone rings and the calendar gets booked so that she can go out and photograph. Yeah. And you're able to build your life around what you love to do. So one of my passions, just total side note, one of my passions is fly fishing. And so what I love about the business that we've built is I'm, I, I fly fish at least one day a week, if not more. It's awesome because I can do it on a random Wednesday when there's nobody else on the river. And I love the business that we built and the lifestyle that it's given us for sure. Yeah. And I think that that's really good to bring that up because as photographers and as small business owners and entrepreneurs with this podcast, our goal is to teach people to go from nothing to profit. But part of that is making a business that works around who you are and who you want to be. It's definitely not going from like entrepreneur to like business slave, you know, like that's not the goal. It's definitely, you know, to build a business that allow that provides your lifestyle that you want, whatever that is. The lifestyle that Allison and I wanted to build is we wanted to work together and be able to take vacations and stuff together. And if we were working at two different companies, that would have never happened. And so it was really important for us to be on the exact same schedule. And that's what we built. Yeah. And one that you can take off whenever it's convenient for you and you don't have to worry about spring breaks or summer vacations or things like that. Yeah. And we we're just now after like 11 years of business trying to figure out how to like vacation and do things separately because we do so much stuff together. We travel together a lot. Um, And this December, I'm actually uh, I have a week long fly fishing trip in Mexico for saltwater fishing and she's not going. So it'll be really interesting to see what it's like to have a whole seven days with just my buddies and, and not have her there. Because like I said, the business and life we built was to to spend a lot of time together. So it's it's exciting to see what this what this will bring. It'll be fun to see what she does in her seven days without you too. <laughs> I know, and she's such a she's such a foodie person that I'm. Ah. A, I think that she's going to end up going somewhere where there's like crazy good food for a week with her friends, and 
you know, she'll probably, you know, the, the wine bill will probably be huge, but that's okay. <laughs> she'll, she'll love every minute of it. That's funny. You know, in my interview, we didn't really talk about this, but you know, my studio is built so that I go to work three days a week and then I can leave whenever I need to. And I have four kids and that's kind of how my life has been built around making it work for them. So I started out as a photographer just right out of college and then, you know, had kids and I was a full-time photographer all the way through, but I've always worked my business around my family and what I wanted to do with them and so that I could be at everything that they do. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's fun. So that, it's kind of fun with these interviews to see where things go. That was a bit of a rabbit trail, but I think it's really valuable to know how uh, we structure our lives to make it uh, so that it works for us. Okay. So uh, Matt, here's my next question for you. Um, I'd love for you to share some of your expertise. Like what is the area of expertise that you are known for both maybe Allison Ragsdale and just you, Matt Hoagland as well? Yeah. So I'll start with the studio. So we're mostly a senior portrait studio. We've, we do a lot of family pictures and headshots now, but that grew out of our senior business where, you know, we were like, okay, we have, you know, a hundred seniors this year we're photographing. How can we get them back? So we don't have to market to them again because they're already clients. And so we're like, well, we're going to photograph their family pictures. And so that kind of grew into this big family business. And then of course that has its own referrals. And then we did, we, we kind of fell into headshots, professional headshots a lot because a lot of our parents, uh, our kids were business owners or, you know, doing whether they had a side hustle or they own their own business. We, they said, Hey, can you do some headshots for me? And we're like, of course. So we, that kind of grew as well. And then we do a few weddings a year and most of that's our high school seniors eventually grow up, go to college, get married. And so they have us photograph their weddings as well. So we don't do a lot of weddings. I mean, like a busy year of weddings is like 10, but we do a few. And so we kind of have, we kind of have a business that does a little bit of everything, but it all stems from our senior portrait business where that's most of our energy and our focus and our marketing all goes into that. Yeah. Separate than that. Um, I'm kind of known um, in the speaking world for marketing. I have spoken at a number of conferences. That's where you and I first met. And I spent a lot of my day here at Allison Ragsdale Photography, like trying to figure out how to make the phone ring and how to book up the calendar so that, you know, we can have the lifestyle we want and everybody stays busy and the bills get paid. And through that, I've come up with some really cool marketing ideas that I've been able to share with the photography community. And I think that's what people know me most for. Some people do know me for like business operations as well. Cause I have some advice there, but I would definitely say my passion is teaching photographers how to market so that they can make more money. Well, and when I think of, you know, how you've helped me and my business, just from, you know, when we first met, sat down and talked and I feel like it's the, the marketing side, but from a, like a systematic approach. So it's kind of business operations and marketing put together so that it all works, you know, in a, in a system and it's, it's easily duplicatable. Yeah. And so the way I, I, there's two things that are really important to me in marketing, which tie right into that. One of them is consistency. I want systems in place so that marketing consistently happens. So it doesn't just, it's not like a roller coaster where, you know, you market and you get some clients and then you work with all those clients. And then when they're all done and they've ordered, you have no clients again because you didn't have any time to market. So I want consistency in marketing so that it just flows. People keep flowing in no matter how busy we are. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is 
I view marketing as a really simple idea. It's basically moving one a person from one conversation to the next conversation. So maybe they just have some general questions and then I, I want to answer those questions and move them on to the next question or the next conversation that's important. And so, you know, they may show up and they, their conversation they're ready to have is, you know, where are we going to go take pictures? But by the time they come to order, I want them to be thinking about what they want to order as well. So, you know, there's definitely, a, there's systems there as well to move people along so that they're always knowing what's going on and they're always educated and we're always, you know, always on the same page. So it does feel very systematic because I, I view marketing as very systematic. Yeah. It's kind of like the order of operations. What, <laughs> yes. There's some song or what's, what's the order of operations? The, so yeah, well, we, well, just, when well, I taught it, we just called it PEMDAS cause that's like. PEMDAS. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. a great video to send you of one of the kids I know who did a, a song, made up a song to PEMDAS. Yes. It's that's awesome. fantastic. Yeah, no, but essentially I, that's I, I what you're I, doing. I, yeah, exactly. I, I never did songs in my classroom cause Oh, I never man. went there, but um, <laughs> we could do a order of op- a order of marketing operations song. <laughs> yeah, well, if we if we find a really good one, maybe we'll link it in the show notes. But we'll spare all these <laughs> these poor photographers. All the oh, Matt, all you the could wear a cowboy jokes. hat. That would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, maybe next next time we speak together, maybe we can do <laughs> song and dance. All right, Matt. So my next question for you is: Tell us a story of what is working now in your business. So what's working right now is that we spent a lot of time over the last couple of years building lead generation tools in our business. And that, and I just talked about that a little bit about how we want a system where, where leads and people are coming into our business, even when we're busy and we don't have time to market, you know, for say market, we've built a lot of lead generation uh, tools like what to wear guides and location guides that people can download. And basically they just, they trade their information with us to, be able to download that information and answer their pressing questions. And that's been working really well because then then our customer service can just kick in and we can just call them and just say, hey, saw you downloaded our guide. You know, how can we help? And then get them in for a consultation and the whole thing happens. So that's one part of it is that we have these tools that, that help customers raise their hand and let us, let us know that they're interested in photography, which makes our marketing a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the other part, then the other part that's working really well is that we're running Facebook and Instagram ads to that, and and recently Snapchat ads as well to those downloads and tools. That's been super powerful because the amount of people you can reach with with a Facebook or Instagram ad and the power of targeting is is really really awesome. So those two things are really working really great in our business right now, and I probably wouldn't trade them for anything for sure. Yeah, I'm actually truly jealous of your lead generation <laughs> process. And I know you've told me how to do it and I've sat down and worked on it, but it's something that uh, is takes time to put together and put in place. But I know that it's working well for you and it will work well for anyone in the photography yeah. industry. And I'll, and I'll share a link in the show notes where people can go watch a free video you know, and kind of see what we're doing. And then I have a full class on it, but there I'll link a, I'll link a free video on the show notes so that people, if they're interested in, in building lead generation tools and how we do it, they can, they can see exactly how we're doing it. Yeah. That would, that would be great because I think that a lot of people, once they hear what it is and understand what it is, they can see how it's worked on them and then they can see how they, that can work for their, um, to bring clients into their business. Um, yeah. So here's my next question for you then. What is the one thing that you are most fired up about in our industry today? Like what gets you excited um, when it comes to our industry? So right now 
I think there's two things that are happening that I'm really excited about. And I think a lot of photographers are actually really struggling with it. But one of the things that's happening in our business is consolidation. And since you and I have been in the industry for so long, we saw the 2008, 9, 10 bubble of photographers. That was like, it was amazing. I mean, so many people lost their jobs and had to go get side hustles or they decided they didn't want to work in corporate America anymore. And so they became photographers and we just saw how many people flooded the industry. Well, I think that's starting to change. I think there's a, with unemployment being so low, there's a lot of people going back to work. And some of the people that just haven't been making great money doing photography look at it and say, well, you know, I'm staying up till midnight editing. You know, I might as well just go get a job where I can just come home at five and hang out with my family. And they, they're just choosing that lifestyle. So I think that I'm really excited about. The hard part I think a lot of photographers are struggling with is that means there's a lot of photographers in your market that are actually their, their marketing dollars are actually leaving your market. And I think that when there's, when there's competition in your market, we all benefit from that because somebody may be running Facebook ads and they think, Oh, well, I need to do photography, but then they know you better. They have a relationship better. So then they call you and you don't necessarily know why they call you because. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So when, if, when your competition markets, you get, you get business from it. Yeah, because everybody's thinking about photography because we're not competing really against each other. We're more competing against, you know, like, do they come do photography with us or do they take a trip to Disney or do they buy a new boat? You know, what are, what are they going to do with their extra money? And we're one of those options. And so when everybody's marketing, our industry is top of mind. But when, when people are, when the industry is consolidating and people are going back to work and leaving the industry, I think there's just less ad dollars out there right now, kind of keeping us top of mind. So I think there's photographers struggling. They can't quite figure out why they're down. And it may be, they may be down 10% because they lost three of their competitors that were advertising heavily. And so some of those ad, some of those dollars that consumers are spending aren't necessarily coming to our industry. Wait, wait, wait. But why are you excited about that? You're saying that that's something that you're excited about, but that sounds like a negative to me. So I'm excited about the consolidation because I think there's just in general less competition. Okay. And the, the solution to it is just to, to increase your ad dollars or just make sure you're, you're advertising as much as possible because there's, there's more people to go around. It just may feel like a little bit harder to get them right now. But mm-hmm. I think it's overall less competition is, is a good thing as long as you realize what less competition means. And that means less ad dollars. So that leads into the next part that I'm, I'm excited about just as equally is I just think the economy is really strong right now and, and things, there's a lot of people with a lot of extra money and, and wages are going up and people are going back to work and it's really pretty cool stuff. And I just think that's a huge opportunity for us to raise our averages, to definitely get people to buy a few more things, a few more extra clients that maybe five years ago may not have had the extra money to do portraits. Now they do. Um, so I think that's really awesome. So not only smaller competition, but then also just, I think more money flowing around, I think is really awesome for our industry over the next, let's call it three, four years. I see it being a really huge positive for us. So, uh, I think that's really exciting. Definitely. And I've, I've seen it and I didn't really understand it completely, but it makes sense because our senior season typically drops completely off in August, but it is continued to go and we're continuing to get people contacting us. And I think it's because we have kept ourselves top of mind with our social media and we're right. not, it, we are doing some uh, Instagram advertising, but we're definitely keeping ourselves top of mind with just our interactions and our high school seniors posting our images. So that makes complete sense. So w- just because when you're saying that, like I, al- 
I often have like, okay, what are the action items from this? And so my two action items that I hear from this would be one, advertise and keep yourself top of mind. And number two would be plan to sell, plan to reach out to old clients to sell portrait sessions and plan to try to sell more like wall portraits and things for the home because so many people are spending money on their home now that they weren't before. Yeah. Would you agree with that or would you add? I I totally agree. Yeah. No, people are not only buying new homes and relocating and that's a huge opportunity for our industry, but also, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, people in the house was only working part-time and they both really wanted to work full-time. You know, they may not have pulled the trigger on, you know, decorating their walls. You know, it was, Mm -hmm. there was a time when they're just focused on the necessities. Well, I just think there's extra cash right now. So huge opportunity for us to really capitalize on some of those dollars that are flowing around right now. I wonder if even going back and saying, Hey, you know, now we have a, you know, wall portrait sale for anything that we've shot in the last five years or something. I mean, I could see that being something usable for people. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, because then maybe they passed on it and they were like, man, I I really wish I would have, you know, done that wall portrait and there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, it's either still available or we can photograph a new set of pictures for you and they may take you up on it for sure. Cause a few extra yeah. bucks. I mean, it's like they'll either spend it with you or they're going to go down to Home Depot and buy lawn furniture or something with it. So they might as well spend it with you. You know, it's all the same. It's all home improvement type stuff. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, let's move on to the lightning round. So this is an opportunity for, um, we'll ask questions quickly and just give a lot of like actionable items for our listeners. So, um, okay. So first question on the lightning round is what was holding you back from joining the photography industry? So I think for us, what's holding me back is it was just putting both like all of our eggs in one basket. And anytime you start a business, you're like, can this really support more than one person or can it support both of us? And it, sometimes our business can be season, can be seasonal. So it has no, a season, seasonality to it. And that can be scary because then you're like, okay, am I going to make enough money in the fall to support me through the winter? And so that just held me back because I was like, I just don't want to run out of money, you know, because then what do we do? We can't pay our bills and stuff. The truth is that that never, ever happened. I mean, there was there was times when we had to, you know, go without a few things, but it was really like luxury items. It was like one less vacation or one less conference we went to or, you know, we just instead of pulling the trigger, buying like packaging for our business, we just shopped around a little bit to see if we could find a cheaper packaging option for the next year or whatever. And it just made us good business people. And so I was just, I was just worried about that, like running out of money. But to be honest with you, we've been doing it for 11 years and we never, we've never run out of money. So that fear, I don't feel like it was based in reality. (laughs) Well, I think it's a smart fear to have because that can happen, but yes, I think that's good. Well, and my advice to people in that situation is save it up. If you have a year's salary for the person you're concerned about, you know, then have that in savings before you jump off the ledge so that you know you've got that cushion. Yeah, and for I, sure. I, and I think with a photography business, that's perfectly, that's something you can do. You can put money aside to prepare for whatever the next big step you want to take is. So what is the best advice you've ever received, Matt? So this actually happened like super, like I wouldn't say recently, but later in our career and two things happened at once. And one was, one was that somebody was like, you need to do Dave Ramsey's financial peace university. 
which people make fun of all the time. It's like the whole envelope thing where you budget everything. And and he's got a great podcast and uh, YouTube books. channel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, books. But we actually paid the $100 and had him. He mailed us like all the books. And I think we watched it on like DVD or something like that. But I think they have it on online as well now. But it was like, you know, six or seven nights worth of Financial Peace University. And it was awesome. I know they also do in, in a lot of cities, they do you can go and like meet with a group of people and do it. Yes. Yeah. We've done, we've done that class and actually taught that class. That's so funny. We've never talked about this before. (laughs) Right. So, okay, go ahead. So we, so we did that, like, I bet we did it four years ago and for four straight years, every month, Allison and I have made a personal budget and it's been amazing. Like what it did to our finances. I brought so much debt to our relationship, like credit card debt, car debt, student loan debt, Allison was in a different situation. Um, Her parents basically supported her all the way through college and stuff. And so she brought no debt, but I I mean, I brought enough for the both of us. And so (laughs) you were a catch, Matt. You were a catch. I I was a catch. (laughs) You were quite a catch. (laughs) So, but we worked through it. And so, you know, like I I think it's been like three and a half years because I bet we did it like in January. So it's coming up on four years and we're completely debt free now, which is awesome. And our our business isn't really much bigger than it was then, but it's just so much more efficient. So we went through financial peace university, changed our lives. It wasn't always easy, but it really is. It's, it's amazing. And it's so crazy. I can, I spend more, like I buy more stuff now than I did when I was in debt and, but I can afford it all. It's, it's amazing. Like fly fishing stuff. I just go purchase it now because I know exactly how much I can afford. And it's, it's really cool. Anyways. So that was the first thing I got is like do financial peace university. But that led into me trying to figure out what that meant for my business. So I looked all over Dave Ramsey to see what, like how budgeting and financial peace and stuff would work in our business. And Uh I couldn't really find what I liked. And then maybe a year and a half ago, we found a book called Profit First and I'll link it in the show notes. And it's, it's a very similar idea. You don't have envelopes, but the idea is that this, all the money comes into like an income account and then you divide that up into different accounts. And so you have an operating expense account, you have a payroll account, you have a profit account, you have a, I'm trying to remember what the other ones are now, but we have like five accounts and we just added a new one where it's, where um, one of my goals always is to put more money in our, in our investments. And so now we're just allocating money every, every two weeks to that. So on the 10th and the 25th, you take whatever's in your income account and you just divide it among your other accounts. And so then when payroll comes, you just take the payroll out of the payroll account. If you And then if you have something that you want to spend for your business, you look and see if there's money in your operating expense account. And I heard some of this stuff really early. Like we went to SMS through PPA and mm-hmm. uh, worked with Julia Woods. CEO management services. Yeah. And we worked with Julia Woods and she talked about how you have to have like a, an account for equipment. Uh-huh. Anyway, so you just divide it up all based by percentages. And so the book is totally worth buying and it's awesome. So we put that in place and it's, it's been amazing for our business. Like we just, we always were like profitable, but you know, it was like, it always felt like, okay, like there's, we worked really hard. There should be more money. And now mm-hmm. it's like, it just feels like everything's getting paid and there's always money left over. And it's, it's really awesome. So that changed our business. What's really interesting about it is how I, I was looking for it. You know, when you start looking for something it just pops up, I was actually uh, looking for this idea and I was exploring. And then all of a sudden one, a photographer in a, that I had met through a conference, 
she had posted this thing like, I'm reading this book and you guys, everybody should read it. And she was talking to her friends, but I'm Facebook friends with her. And I clicked on it just out of, I just happened to see it when I had time to click on it. And I was like, this might be exactly what I'm looking for. And I went down to the local bookstore and sure enough, they had it. Cause that guy, uh, I think his name's like Michael or something like that. Again, I'll link it below. He had just spoke at our college. And so like the, the bookstore had like a pile of his books and, um, I walked in and I got it and I read it and told Allison like three days later, I'm like, we're putting this in place. And she's like, okay, I trust you. You know, like I'm not going to argue with you if you want to save money and not have not spend money. Like this is a whole new map, but I'm going to go with it. And it's been awesome. So anyways, that's really exciting. So we did Dave Ramsey and we, we were debt free really quickly because we did not come into like the relationship with debt, but I was at that point already doing all of the books for our large photography studio. And I kept trying to figure out how can I apply these concepts to the photography business? And I, because in financial peace, the concept is to have three to six months of savings. But when you talk about three to six months of operating expenses for your business, that is a huge chunk of money and really hard to actually save up. And so I kept trying to uh, figure out ways to apply it and even his book, Entree Leadership, I didn't feel like it laid it out perfectly. So I'm super excited to check out this book that you talked about, Profit First, because I feel like when uh, when you have that money just set aside and you know what it's going for and you don't touch it for anything else, it just it it takes away all that mystery of wondering, where did the money go? What do I need for it? So I've, I've kind of created my own systems, but I, I think it's going to be exciting to see that. That'll be fun to see. Yeah. And so I remembered a couple of the other accounts. So like we put in, we have a sales tax account. So every time sales tax mm-hmm. is due every quarter, it just gets paid. It's amazing. Like that was awesome. in itself. It right yeah. And then we also have a tax one, which is like our end of year taxes. Mm-hmm. Cause what always happened in our business is we always had this money sitting after the fall was sitting there and then we do our taxes and like a huge chunk of it always went to the government. So now we have an account that has thousands of dollars in it waiting for the end of the year. And you don't feel like it's yours. No, because it's, yeah, it's like in a separate account and we, and we don't have like, we don't, yeah, we don't have a ATM cards or checkbooks attached to them because, yes. um, we just transfer some of the money online and then it's really hard that basically he closes, you close yourself out from certain accounts, like the operating expense mm-hmm. one. Yeah. You better believe Absolutely. there's like there's an ATM card attached to it and all that stuff. And you can mm-hmm. have a visa card and you can spend, but the other ones, like you have to actually like go in and transfer and just that mental game of having to do that. You're like, okay, this is not work. This is not, this is not easy money to get to. Yeah. yeah. And one of the other things that he makes you do is every quarter you take half of your profit money out and you have to spend it on something that you really want to do. Like mm-hmm. you have to reward yourself in your oh, business because your, mm-hmm. your business needs to supply for you what, yes. you know, the lifestyle you want. And so like, it's just so fun. Like we're coming up on the end of a quarter here pretty soon. And then like the last time, the last quarter, the very first time we bought Allison a really nice fly rod that she never would have spent money on herself. But I was like, you have to spend it and do something you want. And our hobby is fly fishing. So she bought a thousand dollar rod that she would thought was crazy, but she loves it and it's awesome. And she enjoys it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last quarter we uh, had just moved into a new house. And so we had this extra profit money and I was like, what do you want to do with it? And she's like, you know, I'd really want new, new patio furniture and I'd really like some art on our walls. And it was so nice to be able to say like, let's just go do it. And it feels so good when your business supplies back to you. You're like, oh, this is why I'm in business. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. totally worth the read. It's amazing. 
I, I also use a an app called Digit that pulls out a small amount every day. And we use that to build up money to travel or things like that with that is doesn't feel like it's part of it. So it's it's kind of that concept. But I, I'm definitely going to read that book. That's no, like so I would advice. love to add. I would love to add digit on top of what I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. And that way, like it almost looks like sneaks a little bit of money out for my investments out of my operating expense. That would be mm-hmm. really cool. Cause then. Well, I'll send you a link. If you don't have digit already so that I can get the kickback for it. Perfect. Well, we can put $5 for me. Perfect. Well, we can put, we put the link in the show notes too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. That was a longer lightning round answer, but I think it's so helpful to actually have plans for what you're going to do with your money and how it's going to uh, benefit your business and your family. So that that's really exciting to hear, Matt. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm like a book guru. So like, I'm sure I'll mention a couple <laughs> more books before we get done. Cause I just, I <laughs> we'll have Max Matt's reading list from every uh, interview. Yeah. Okay. So next in the lightning round is share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Well, that's funny because that came from a book as well. One of my personal habits that I do, it came from a book and the book is self-explanatory. The book is never eat lunch alone. And so the concept of the book is that you never eat lunch alone. And the idea is to whether you're calling somebody to talk to like a friend at lunch or you do some kind of business networking meeting or something like that, that lunch is a really good opportunity for you to network and to grow your relationships around you. So sometimes you have to allocate that lunch time to your husband or wife. Sometimes it's, you know, like I said, it can be business. Sometimes it can be just calling an old friend that you need to catch up with, but I think it really moves your life forward. And so I try really hard not to eat lunch alone and to use that time to grow. Well, that's really fun. So, uh, yesterday, who did you eat lunch with? So yesterday was a Sunday cause we're recording this on a Monday and mm-hmm. I actually ate lunch alone. Oh wait, I didn't eat lunch alone. That's really funny. Okay. I was going to eat lunch alone cause I was going to watch the Broncos play football <laughs> and then I it got blocked. And so I couldn't watch it on my local channel. So I actually had to go down to a hotel to watch the game cause they had, they had the Sunday ticket. And what's so uh-huh. interesting is I showed up and then like, there was like 50 other people there that had the same problem I had. And like three or four of them were people in town that I network up with all the time. One of the guys owns a local coffee chain. Um, and another guy actually owns a giant like international business that they, they make beer and sell it worldwide. So I sat with them and we watched the Broncos game together. So I actually networked. But you know, sometimes I think when you have something like that in your head, even if you don't make it for, you know, if you don't plan it exactly, when the opportunity comes up, you're like, oh, okay, this is the opportunity to do what I thought I, you know, I was thinking I wanted to do. Yeah. It just becomes a totally a habit of just reaching out Mm -hmm. to people around that time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So, uh, recommend an internet resource. Yeah. So if I was recommending an internet resource, um, what I would do and just in general, I wouldn't probably give you an exact resource, but in general, as I would look outside of our industry for Mm -hmm. marketing ideas and stuff. So there's a, a number of places I follow, like digitalmarketer.com and stuff Uh like that. They always have really good information about how to run Facebook ads or how to set up different marketing systems. Because what I've realized over the years is I've been to more and more like marketing masterminds and things is that all businesses are the same. They just look different. Like the the service you supply is different. But a lot of the marketing techniques that we do in the photography industry could be done in the chiropractic industry or, you know, the hair salon industry and stuff like that. So sometimes going outside of your industry, and looking at some of these marketing sites, you're like, oh, I can apply that to photography. And it's really helpful. 
Yeah. And I think that what you've done in your photography business to market is different than what a lot of other photographers are doing because that you've adjusted to what is working. And, yeah. and the way you've done that is by looking outside the industry. Well, and every couple of years, like this year, it's going to be really tough. We have to figure out what we're going to do. But most years I do some photography. I go to PPA or image, sorry, imaging. Mm-hmm. I speak at a couple of state conventions. So I listen to everybody there and I go to WPPI. But then there's years where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to any of the big conferences in our, in our industry. I'm just going to marketing. So I've been to some really cool ones. Like I, a couple of times I've been to traffic and conversion, which is this mm-hmm. huge marketing conference in San Diego. And it's just done so well and just so many smart people. Um, and it's just sometimes so refreshing to go to something like that. So then the other thing I do, I sign up for a lot of like marketing masterminds where I go to Phoenix a couple times a year and sit with like 10 other marketers. And we just like talk about our industries and our issues. And I've brought ideas from our industry to other people. And I'll give you an example. One of the Last ones I went to, there was a guy that works in um, insurance. He works like for farmers and he Uh shared like all of farmers insurance marketing ideas, like what they do with the birthday club and all this other stuff. And it was amazing. I was like, yeah. So I have a list from just from him that of things that farmers does that we could implement in our business over the next couple of years. So, So definitely get out of out of the industry if you can for a while. Well, and that just adds so much to your enjoyment of the, of your work because you have a list of new things. So you're not doing the same thing over and over and, you know, having to just do, it it doesn't become boring to you. It's exciting because you're trying new things and seeing what works. So that's great. It's exciting to me. Allison, I think wants to kill me sometimes because she's like (laughs) another new idea. I'm like, but this one's going to be amazing. And she's like, you need to settle down. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, is there any other book that's top of mind? I know you've shared, uh, the financial piece, which is a book, but it's also a class and the profit first, but is anything else jump out to you that you would say, read this book today. You really need to, to learn from this. Yeah. The very first book that we read that really like moved the needle or kind of steered the ship was book yourself solid by Michael Port. And we read that early, like maybe like the second year of our business and it put us on a trajectory that we would never be where we are today without it. So it was a really good book. It's general business, like kind of how to set up business. And he just does a really good job of wording it. So uh, book yourself solid by Michael Port. It's been around for a long time now, but by far the, the, it probably had more impact on our business than anything else. And then because we were so successful, then we, we really needed profit first just to keep us in line for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Matt, thank you so much for sharing. I'm super excited about our upcoming interviews with other photographers where we get to learn about them. But I think it's so important that we know who you are and kind of where you're coming from uh, in the industry. So can you share with us the best ways that we can connect with you and any parting guidance? Sure. So if you want to see our photography and our work, you know, for inspiration, you can just follow us on almost all the social media platforms uh, at Allison Ragsdale. You'll see that we don't have business accounts separate than than our personal accounts, but that's the best way to see our photography. If you want to know more about some of the marketing techniques that I use and things like that, you could just go to matthoglin.com. It's M-A-T-T-H-O-A-G-L-I-N.com. And I'll link all that below in the show notes, show notes as well, because I have a ton of free videos on there that you can watch and then classes you can purchase and you could set up time to, to talk to me and stuff like that as well. So um, my website probably is the best. If you follow me at Matt Hoagland.com or at Matt Hoagland on any social media, all you're going to see is fly fishing pictures. So if you're into fly fishing, you can follow me. 
All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.